<laughs> My latest creation will soon be complete. A monster of indomitable strength, fueled by the arcane storm surging over the lab at this very moment. Now, all I need is one lucky lightning strike. Yes, yes, it lives! I am a genius! All of Rixia will fear the name of... Wait, why are you looking at me like that? No, no, I made you! You cannot harm me! No, stay away! Stay away! Self, you have left camp. You are running into darkness. You are holding your torch alight, your magically embiggened torch over your head, and it is pitch black, other than occasions of lightning that light up miles away. First, I will ask you, you've heard the general directions of where these howls were coming from, where do you head? If there is maybe a set of howling that sounds like it is a smaller group than the other sets, that's the one I'm going to head towards, just so if I run into this creature, there's not like eight of them right away, maybe just like one or two, and then I can kind of see what this is. So the the direction I'm going to head is whichever direction has the, the fewer number of howls, or at least that it sounds like. Okay. For both you, Steve, and for the listener, this will be kind of a modified solo skill challenge. There will be a lot of failing forward just because it is a solo experience here. But I will be tracking your successes, your failures, and kind of how badly you succeed, or how badly you fail and how well you succeed. That will have real consequences at the end of it as to how successful you are in returning, but also how successful you are in throwing them off of your and the party's scent. We will count this as the first roll of your skill challenge. What would you like to roll? Well, uh, either a maybe perception or possibly nature. Great. So here we go. First solo roll. Seven on the die, but that does give me a 13. That is a success. Not by a lot. <laughs> so Skin of the teeth, I'll take it. You are crashing through the grass. Do you pause to do this, or are you just kind of beelining and kind of like arcing your trajectory as you kind of figure out what direction you need to go? Um, I am not running full tilt, but I am moving somewhat quickly because I need to put some distance between myself and the rest of the camp just to, to make sure that... They don't, you know, catch that scent and head over there while I'm trying to distract them by making them look another direction. Absolutely. You start taking off. Hearing is still dodgy. 
You have to hope that the howls come in between crashes of lightning, crashes of you going through the underbrush. But you feel like, even if you don't have a perfect bead on exactly where everyone is, you have a good idea that if I start kind of running in that direction, that will be the least likely to run into multiple as you go. What do you see? What interesting thing pops up? From the storm, almost a small wind funnel touches down somewhat near me and causes a lot of water and spray and almost blows out the torch. And then I'll kind of like duck down and put my cloak around, you know, shelter it as much as I can until it starts burning back. How about you roll me a, a like concentration check, essentially. So constitution saving throw. Okay. To see if you are able to maintain your concentration. Not that it will necessarily go out, but we'll we'll see uh, how you roll. We'll we'll swap this out. I just rolled a one on the die. Uh, So that gives me a total of two. I'm not going to count that as a... Well, I am going to count that as a failure. Okay. And your torch is out. Shoddy craftsmanship. Your torch goes out. You hear the swirling whirling of wind, of rain, and underneath it all, howls continue. And they do not appear to be any further away than they were previously. Yes, we're doing this the hard way. A flash of lightning hits, and it's hard to say exactly how far you have run. If you looked backwards, the camp fire is well in the distance at this point. Okay. Time slows down slightly for you. You can see above you, lightning starts to crackle downwards, and you can see it, and it is, at first, is like, oh, my, I have heightened senses, things are happening quickly, I'm just able to process it quickly, and then you realize the only thing that seems like it's not moving in slow motion is your mind. You look up, and this almost violet crackle of lightning snakes down, jutting at strange angles that make sense only to lightning, and it hits the ground right in front of your feet. And from it, there's this explosion of dirt and grit and grass and whatnot. And suddenly you look around, and you are surrounded by this strange crackling purple arcane energy and you curse to yourself you curse to whatever gods have put you in this situation because with all of the commotion all of the quick acting and of course all of the storm and darkness how could you have seen an arcane storm swirling above you and you think that to yourself as your limbs move like they're in molasses and you see on the outskirts of this bubble several dark shapes begin to enter into this time distortion self (laughs) You I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine Everything's fine Uh, You are I wake up (laughs) (laughs) You are not dead yet You find yourself in a 
both a predicament and an opportunity. So a predicopportunity. Hmm. Obdickerment. Hmm. They all sound bad. Yeah. They all sound bad. Uh, in a situation. Now, for background, you would know about an arcane storm. You would look around and be like, ah, shit. Okay, that's what this is. Most of the time, people are pretty much able to spot it out of the sky. You can pretty much see, like, a weird, dark, purple cloud coming. You're like, ah, I know what that is. And most of the time, you can just kind of get away from them. And even then, most of the time, the effects are not disastrous and only last for a couple minutes. However, unless you're being hunted by weird howling creatures, there is some complications. Exactly. Usually you'd be like, ah, this is inconvenient. I guess I'm going to sit here for five to seven minutes and that'll be whatever. But as you said, you are trapped in a temporal distortion. Does it look like all of these creatures are approaching from the same general side? Absolutely. It is a group, a small group of them. You can't really tell how many because, again, it's. It's dark, there's grass, there's whatever. But yeah, it is kind of one pod of individuals who are all not quite into the bubble yet, but kind of right on the outskirts and have stopped a little short. Oh, okay, so I can see where the end, the edge of this this bubble is. Give or take, yes. All right, I'm going to try something stupid. Great. Uh, <laughs> I am going to use my staff to kind of dig in and start moving quickly, as quickly as I can, closer to those creatures. Ooh. Um. And since Selv's mind is working at normal speed, yep. here's my plan. Yeah. Is I am going to hope that these creatures don't know what they are about to get into, and it is going to disorient them when they do come in inside of it. I'm also going to work under the presumption that these things are going to try to pounce. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to move closer so that maybe that they when they jump in they're in the air when they come into this bubble awesome and then i am going to try to position myself so that i can like if there's two of them smack both of them like on the nose or something and then take off running to try to get outside the bubble as fast as possible while they're stuck inside to give me more distance awesome I hope that made sense. Yes. At minimum, you, at minimum, you're trying to entice them to come into the bubble and kind of make yourself a presentable target so that even if they're kind of a little wary of like, what is going on? I feel this weird kind of tingly sensation that they will still come after you. So I am going to say a strength check of some sort to kind of push through. Okay. I will also, let's see, you're trying to kind of entice them, you know, kind of like, Ah, I am open. I am an open target kind of kind of situation. <sighs> like an animal handling, I could, I would be fine with, or maybe maybe in nature. Give me give me a roll of one of those. Uh, okay, uh, I would prefer nature. Great, it's okay. Okay, so nature roll. Total of fourteen. Cool. So, what does it look like as you're trying? Like, what does what is self doing? Oh, I'm in- sorry. You, you did say you needed some kind of strength check, also, right? No, just no, one okay. of that was, those. Okay. That was an example. Yeah. That was like you moving quickly enough to kind of get there in time to keep its attention. So, I am going to while moving in that direction towards these creatures. I am going to almost do like a shuffle when I get a little bit closer and pivot. Not so much that my back is to them. But they have like a, a side or a flank or something so that if they are the type of creature that likes to pounce on something that's not looking, this would be the opportunity to do so. Got it. Okay. You start moving super slowly and these 
creatures, you still see lightning flash, and you see they do appear to be some sort of quadrupedal creatures. Okay. You start to kind of, like, turn, but instead of pouncing, they do start to kind of walk, like, stalk forward. So they're not in midair, but you can see them start to move in, and it kind of, like, there's just this slow process where they start to slow down, but they haven't realized it yet, if that makes sense, until it is too late. <laughs> and they're, yeah, and in, they're in. They're in. Exactly. Okay. So you see four quadrupedal shapes enter into this time bubble. You are kind of uncomfortably close to them, but you have the element of surprise. You knew what was going to happen, and so you have a precious moment to react. I think what I'm going to do is if I'm facing towards these creatures, whichever one is furthest on the left, I am going to start to take a somewhat wide berth around them. But as I'm going by, I'm just going to take my staff and whack this thing on the, on the flank. And so you're, you, but you are approaching these things. You're getting closer. Yes. I suppose within, within five, my, my melee. (laughs) Yes. of, Of them. Okay. Yeah. So what is your what is your intent in taking a pot shot at this? Uh not for damage, but to just like poke it so that it will it will turn and follow me. And then my goal Ooh, you want it to follow you want it to keep following you. Okay. Yeah, my goal is to get outside of the bubble faster than they do, so that I can run at normal speed and get as much distance between me and the pack as possible. Okay. Give me an acrobatics check. I'm kind of imagining this almost as, again, you're not taking an attack. You are trying to, like, I'm imagining Selv just, like, using this temporal distortion to his kind of advantage and just extending his body just, like, in unnatural trained ways where he just kind of pokes out with perfect balance to just kind of bop it on the nose. <laughs> yeah, or, or then, the, uh, the, the, the flank, the, the back, but yes. Great. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of keep his balance and get that perfect angle. Okay, acrobatics. 10 on the die for a total of 16. Okay, that's a success. You see these creatures, you see their eyes follow you. And again, because you got that head start on them, that you're able to enact your plan immediately. And they are thrown into disarray. These are certainly animalistic creatures. You take your nice long curve to get around them, and you see some of them kind of start to skid in slow motion and trip over themselves and almost trip over each other as they're trying to course correct, having weird momentum coming in, and it's slow motion, and this thing is happening. There's a lot of variables. Their brain telling them that everything should be moving faster and then them not moving faster. Exactly. You extend your staff and hit, kind of like graze it on the flank as you run past it. And there is another crackle of arcane energy this time. And in this purple light, you actually see that these are not, not wolves, not wolf-like creatures, not canines, but appear to be some sort of large cat. Okay. Self slips out of this time distortion. And what do you think it feels like as you emerge from a time bubble and go back from like slow motion to regular speed um, with all the rain um, kind of pouring down? 
I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I uh, I know exactly what my answer to this Got is. It. So I imagine it is an exaggerated version of like those pedestrian walkways at the airport. So, you know, you, you walk up to them at normal speed. And then as soon as you step on them, every step you take is like like a step and a half almost mm-hmm. or two. So you, it's almost like you're, you are taking normal steps, but you are going way faster yes. than you, uh, <laughs> um, than it's you should be. my favorite feelings. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what it's like. like. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. We're back. The rain begins to strike you again. Your torch is still out, but you know, you have a few precious moments to continue your escape and to continue being enticing prey. For these predators you know you have a few minutes you know you have some some direction you probably even have a good idea of where the other howls came from and maybe are still coming from what's your strategy what now what are you doing you found the group that you found a group and you have started kind of pulling them along your trail what do you do now so i'm going to look around for basically any kind of defensible position and something that won't get me, like, I don't want, like, a like a semicircle of a cave, you know, where I'd be trapped inside. Yes. But uh, maybe something where I can I can narrow it down so only one can get to me at a time. Or, you know, maybe a, a large tree or something like that so that they wouldn't be able to attack me directly from behind. Maybe if there's even water that looks like it would be deep enough to hamper them that I could be near and try to get them into. You know, something, uh, something to that effect. Roll me a D100, please. Oh, sure. D100. Nine. You kind of scan it again. I'm imagining you're also still, you know, sort of moving, keeping things going. What you do catch kind of in the distance is kind of a large mound, which, again, might be just a weird hill. It might be a rocky outcropping kind of situation. But you just, again, in the flash of of lightning, you see just like, ah, there is something that is not just more grass over there. uh, That might be what you're looking for. So kind of in, in Selv's head is the... I could take the high ground, but then I'm on the high ground in a lightning storm. Yes. <laughs> One of the few vertical things for miles. Maybe I can get them to take the high ground. <laughs> I'll just I'll just, just start booking. Run, yeah, yeah, run run straight for that thing. You start truly taking off. First, I'm going to ask for an acrobatics check. Cause I'm okay. imagining it's muddy. It is really gross now. It's been raining for a while. There's still a lot of plant life, which helps a lot, helps your footing, but you are charging and it is dark just to make sure that you're able to keep your footing enough as you are running. A 12 on the die for a total of 18. That is a success. So you are successfully able to, and again, it's not perfect necessarily, but you are able to get your momentum going in the right direction. You're able to make those small adjustments that even when you catch a branch, in essentially complete darkness as you as you catch roots as you are you know find a bit of mud that you weren't expecting you're still able to keep booking the entire way that is another success you make it to this large mound and first you hear howls from the direction that you just came from then you hear two more groups of howling which is what you had been hearing And they are definitely closing in. You get the impression, I think this is kind of working. Or at least they're like kind of in this direction. My plan has worked. They're chasing me. 
Oh no. Oh no, my plan has worked. My plan has worked. <laughs> They're chasing me. You make it, so you've made it to this kind of, uh, towards this. What is your intention as you approach this? So originally I was thinking, get to the high ground, but then I'm thinking lightning storm, probably don't want to be the highest thing. So my intention is to basically keep myself on the mound higher than anything that is any of these creatures that are coming in, but still below the top of the mound. And now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by A Foul Light Shines, a new free serial novel based on a D&D campaign. The Empire of Fire and Water has known 20 golden years of peace since the end of Agenion's War, a peace which is now in peril. When a ragtag group of friends intervene in a grotesque monster attack, they're too late to save a wounded man who leaves them with an encrypted journal and the words, Trust no one, Tyre. Can the gang find Tyre, escape the claws of more strange monsters, and uncover the lurking threat to the Empire before it's too late? This story features themes of found family and strength and diversity, and is available for free on Campfire and Royal Road. A foul light shines. Come for the fantasy. Stay for the cheese-obsessed goblin gunslinger. Dark Dice is a critically acclaimed actual play podcast brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. With over 20 awards in sound design, Dark Dice brings its horror-themed campaigns to life with snappy combats, terrifying monsters, and tons of original music. Each episode is only 45 minutes long and features an all-star cast of seasoned role players and first-time players alike, including folks you might recognize like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Start with season one and follow the adventurers on their quest to investigate a doppelganger, or jump into season two and listen to a new story about a terrible, corrupting sound that infects all who hear it. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? I love the idea, Steve. Here's the problem with it. You start climbing this, this mound, and you realize the mound is moving up and down. Oh, no. And you're kind of climbing, and you look down, and like, damn, that really kind of looks like a, a big set of ribs under me. And you kind of look around, and you kind of go from one end, like, ah, oh, I see some large, large tail, kind of a lizardy tail, and some big hooved feet, kind of slowly pan over. And you see a large head of a creature that is kind of a... I'll put it this way. It's kind of like a mix between a brontosaurus and like a horse. It is kind of has this reptilian skin, but has strange giant hooved feet. Its face... Again, horse-like is a little reductive. It's not literally like a, you know, like a sphinx 
Chimera E Centaur kind of one to one, but that's kind of the closest quick approximation of it appears to be have this elongated nose, these, you know, kind of high pointed ears, and appears to still be asleep. I'm gonna move towards the head of this creature. My intent is to position myself so I have time to relight a torch. And the other thing is that I'm hoping this creature will smell the cat things coming, and I'm hoping they don't work together. (laughs) They're not friends. Also, I want to position myself a little bit lower down so that if this thing does get up suddenly, I don't fly through the air and, and land on my butt. Give me a stealth check as you're trying to kind of get into position uh, and not presumably not wake this creature just yet. Not just yet. Right. So 11 on the die for a total of 14. Boy, that is another success. You are crushing. So you are you kind of slide down and as you're getting closer, you get to see this creature's face a little bit more again. It's kind of horse shaped and kind of again has similar, you know, equestrian features. I'm assuming this is not something I have heard about or you could roll a nature check if you'd like real quick just for fun Uh, but the other kind of notable thing is that it kind of has this big underbite and has these like big canines that are poking out you don't know and this your role might be able to tell you whether like is this is this a plantosaurus or is there a veggiesaurus or a metasaurus exactly i'm guessing i don't know that's a three for a total of seven well you know i'm not counting that as a failure i'm my guess is that if it has big, huge fang-type things, it's not a Vegasaurus. Well, who's to say? You slip and slide kind of towards the head area of this creature, and you bend over and are able to kind of light up your torch. Okay. And then I will keep it so that it doesn't, like, flare into this thing's eyes. And then I will, again, I'll use the control flame to give me more light. And bigging it? Yes. Give me another stealth check. Okay. Three plus three, six. That's a failure. So as he's like lighting the torch, as he's kind of trying to contain it, do all of this stuff, what gives Selv away or what happens? Selv's a little, um, you know, he's he's normally normally wise, but he does have his, <laughs> his unwise moments. And this is more of a, of a, okay, you know, everything has been going sort of to plan up till this point, but... Those cat creatures are coming, and I'm probably going to have to fight them, and I do not want to fight them in the dark because they, 99% sure, they see better in the dark than I do. So more light is better. I think Selv just, you know, he lights the torch. He's excited that the torch has been lit, even though it's, you know, it's raining, but he's, he's been able to cover it. And then he, he's like, you know, I need more light. And does his control flame to, to give it the light, except doesn't realize that he's kind of holding it Maybe a little too close to the creature's eyes. Ooh. Uh, even though it, even though it's sleeping, there's the and there has been the little occasional lightning. The flare of torchlight yeah. is very different than just a you know the the lightning, flash of lightning. Yeah. Roll me a d100, please. Okay. Twenty-two. Your torch flares up, and the creature. Uh, oh. The creature wakes up quickly. <laughs> Sorry, dice rolls. Um, immediately, you can't even see its eye, so you, you don't even see the eye snap open. But its legs kind of start to paw just a little bit, and it kind of stretches, 
No, don't too early, too early. And you can tell, and it starts to move its head down. Again, it's like lying on its side. And so it's either like, depending on where you stand, it is either going to crush you with its chin or is going to see you. What do you do? Can I do a quick insight check and see if this is more of a, I'm going to bite what's there or I'm curious to see what this is. Uh, you wouldn't know from this angle. Okay. It is uh, just kind of reacting to stimuli that, from a deep sleep. In, in, in that case, I am going to slide down and try to move out of sight, you know, maybe be behind a leg or something to, to shield the light a little bit. That sounds like probably another either stealth check or some other dexterity check. So that is a 9 plus 3, 12. Okay. That is a failure. Okay. Here's what happens. You are not immediately crushed or spotted, but this thing starts to, it looks down to where you were, and then in a start just kind of lurches itself up. You're able to kind of get out of the way, and again, it's not immediately dangerous, but what is, is this thing starts backing up to see you, and at the same time, you see a group of shadows of fami- now familiar feline shadows start to approach. You are underneath a strange, large uh, uh, brontosaurus horse-tusked creature. It is something I can stand underneath. Absolutely. May not be the best idea, but it is an idea. It, 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 it is not crushing you. You're not crouching or anything. It towers over you probably 20, you know, its legs are probably 15, 20 feet up off the ground. I just had this image of self riding back to camp. On t- I mean, <laughs> hey, we'll see how these dice rolls go. Yeah, yeah, well. You are underneath this creature. It is kind of starting to stomp around a little bit all around you. You're not quite in danger yet. But also, you see, again, another flash of lightning. You see a few forms start to push their way through the grass. You know, A, this is dangerous where I'm standing right now. Yes. But also, you know that you can't just have these creatures be scared off because you still need them to follow you or you need them to engage exclusively in battle with this larger creature to the point where they will not want to go after your friends. Right. What would you like to do? So I am going to move kind of in the same direction I had been going away from the the Mm -hmm. camp. Maybe some of these hunting cat things will engage with the Bronto horses. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, if they keep following me, I can keep leading them off somewhere. Waving your torch above your head. Yes, and at least at least now I can see because the the torch. Hopefully, with the control flames going, is enough light that I can actually see. You know, maybe fifteen thirty feet around me. So, make me. What's your charisma? The uh, score is ten. <laughs> God, there's no scream stat, is there? <laughs> um. If it's one of those things to get them to keep following me, to use my breath weapon, if that would help. Ooh, that would I would count that as an automatic success if you use that. I will do that. I will freeze a whole section of water in the uh, in the air and have it fall as ice. Roll damage. Oh, okay. Like it, it will be a success. Period. But how beneficial the success is. I thought that could be fun, depending on how, how many how many dices. Uh, okay. how, how good of dices you roll. 
Uh, six. So you start running off, and you just launch this big breath weapon that just kind of like freezes rain up in the up in the sky, and your torch is still going and catches all of these crystalline raindrops and causes this very interesting shimmer. It's beautiful. <laughs> Self says as he stops yeah. running. Yeah. This large creature that you were atop of and woke lets out this bellow. Deep bass. You can feel your chest rumble, even as now you're probably 20, 30 feet away from this creature. If you were to turn back, you would see this creature leans down to these feline hunters and starts sweeping its massive tusks back and forth, just knocking them aside. Probably some come up around the side and catch one of the massive hooves and it sends it flying along with probably 10 square feet of dirt and prairie. But while some kind of start to engage with this creature, others continue coming after me. All right. To back away, make sure that they're well out of kicking distance, but notice you and continue on their hunt. Real fast look back as to how many are still following. Give me a perception check. Okay. 21. Ooh, that's another success. I was going to make it a little harder because it's uh, not good percepting, but that's good enough. It's really hard to tell exact numbers, but probably like 10 to 12 might be behind you. I'm, this is again, kind of a, a montage. You know, this is taking a few, a few minutes. You're maybe ducking around some trees. You're sliding down embankments. This is all kind of extrapolated of a good amount of time of you running. You can tell whatever's behind you is pretty fast, but you are quite fast. You've been running and going for a, a solid hunk of time now, and you can feel you are starting to get tired. You see, up ahead of you, you see a couple of options. In the farther distance, you see a kind of small forested area that also appears maybe rocky and that kind of stuff, which you would probably guess I could I could figure out a way to, you know, tuck myself into a bowl, you know, underneath a boulder or inside the nook of a tree or something like that. That's a ways away. A little closer, you see a few buildings. It's hard to make out exactly what they are. Again, they're they're also decently in the distance, but much closer than this kind of other outcropping of trees. The buildings or or the the ruins, mm-hmm. um, they are uh, from where I am on the way. To be clear, they are not ruins. Oh, they are. Oh, actual buildings. actual buildings. There's only a handful, but from here they appear to be actual buildings. Maybe they're run down when you get closer to them. But they are much okay. more complete than most of the ones you see uh, out here. All right. In that case, I will head there first because that's kind of on the way-ish to the... Okay. Yeah, it is. It's so, kind of like 1 o'clock and then 11 o'clock. Like okay. 1 o'clock's the town, 11 o'clock in the distance is yeah, this that, kind of area of trees. That's fine. We'll, we'll head towards the buildings first because if I can get into a... If there is a building that I can get into that is safe and has a lockable door... That, then great. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fantastic. Okay. First, give me a constitution saving throw, please. As you're continuing to do runs. Total a nine. Ooh, 
that's a failure. It's no good. By the time you make it to the town, you know you are pretty This is a good place to... This is a good place. Uh, There are probably six buildings here. They are definitely run down. But again, pretty intact, all things considered. They appear to be kind of nondescript buildings where, like, maybe they're houses, maybe they're something. Just they're buildings. Okay. Just one story? There's a mix. It is uh, a couple of one story, a couple of two stories. And even, like, one or two little, like, outhouse shed-sized okay. buildings as well. So uh, they look a little run down. The first door that I spot on yep. the first, let's call, larger-than-an-outhouse yeah. building... Uh, is there a door? Is it closed? Yes. It appears to be most of the doors are on hinges and seem to be pretty, again, pretty together. There's like holes in the roof and like broken windows level okay. type thing, okay. but pretty solid. Um, I will go to the window and just have the torch and look in and see if there's anything in there. You can see just a wide open, plain wood floored room. There is nothing else in it. Like, almost entire first floor of just wood and walls. Quick glance at the window. Does it look like one of these these cat creatures could get out of the window? Or I should say, in through the, in through the window. Probably, but when... It would I mean, take it would, a little time? It, well, it would t- either take time or it would hurt itself with the glass and gotcha. such. Gotcha. Okay, I will, I will try the door. It is open. Oh, all right. So, inside, close the door... Is there anything in there to block the door? Uh, no. And you turn around and the door also doesn't have a lock on it. Okay. But you do kind of, now that you're in there, you do see a set of stairs leading upwards, kind of like along the back wall. But again, there is nothing. There's not even like old tables. There's no, oh, that's where the bar of this inn that used to, it is just floors and walls and then that staircase along the back. All right, then I will um, close the door and then head towards those stairs and go up. Okay. Uh, just, and just keep an eye out for anything up there. You hear the howls continue to pursue you and you can tell now that you're inside they must be near the building or okay. near the buildings, we'll say. You start climbing the stairs. Yes. You go up, and you get to the second floor. There is nothing here. It is wooden floors. It is walls. There are two more windows facing the front. That is it. Okay. Make uh, me a athletics check, please. Okay. 13 on the die for a total of 16. Ooh. That's great news for you, Steve. I think you'll be very happy with that roll uh, here in just a moment because... As you get to the top of the stairs and you start looking around for anything, for a couch, for something, for your exits, your foot catches at the top and you pull it, you get it, you know, kind of like move forward and you realize that you didn't trip on anything. Your foot was briefly stuck to the stairs and there's like a, I'm imagining there's like a banister, you know, kind of running up uh, or a handrail that your hand was on and you realize your hand is still on it and you go to pull it off and you, you do again, kind of rolling over your athletics check, but there's this like part of the banister comes with your hand 
and it kind of like gloops off Ew. in like a slime. And then your hand kind of starts to burn a little bit. Oh, we'll uh, scrape that off on a... On a uh, roll me another athletics check. Okay. 11 on the die for a total of 14. You go to scrape it off on like a wall or something and your your hand gets stuck there too. And oh. you're able to pry it okay. off. And as you do that, the house shudders. And you hear this growl emanate from you don't know where, from maybe the walls and floors themselves. And then everything starts kind of writhing. Oh no, Mimic House, Mimic House. And uh, I'm already upstairs or I was on my way upstairs? Uh, you are up, you are either like at the top step or on the second floor, whichever okay. whichever is convenient for what you'd like to do. Uh, and again, there are a couple of front facing windows. Are they broken or are they intact? One is broken, one is intact. Okay. But also they are starting to also wobble and undulate um, ever okay. so slightly. Could I jump out the window? Uh, you can certainly try. Well, well uh, without going <laughs> further into the sticky stickiness in order to get there. No, you would have to. You would have okay. to wade through that. Then let me let me ask with this caveat. Yes. If I were to use step of the wind, could I jump out the window from here? Ab, of course, of course you could. Okay. Here's the question. Obviously, you're most interested in escaping and not being wherever it is you are. Maybe in a mimic house. Who knows? Are you also trying to lure anything into the house before you jump out? Yes. That was what I was I was going to try to do, but I didn't know how close they were to me. They are around the building or close by. Again, you don't see them, but you can hear them. They are okay. very close. And if so, if you did something to um, get attention... I'm, Before jumping out, yes, you would get them. exactly. All right, so I am going to yell as if I've been injured and wave the the torch so it's it's visible from a window on the first floor. You might even just need to throw, throw it down it, uh, throw at this it, point, okay? But it would light it up for sure. Yeah, I can I can throw the throw the torch down there, and then you hear you feel another shudder as the flame hits the ground, and things are starting to morph a little bit and the lines are getting a little a little more congealed and you can see parts of the floorboard are kind of like silly putty starting to or like the thing or the blob that's what I mean Uh, like starting to kind of like slowly extend out towards you as you stand here but you throw the torch down and make this sound you hear crashing okay I, but not uh, a a wet crashing in that maybe it's not as glassy as it once was. Maybe a, a meaty crashing. Ugh. And almost immediately you hear several like kind of grunts and roars downstairs as creatures are in pain suddenly and like surprised and all these other things. Okay. I will spend my key point to step of the wind out that window and basically just jump because it, it essentially doubles my jump distance. Yeah. And then, because I'm assuming I'm on the second floor. Indeed. 
I can uh, use slow fall. Yep. So that you're fine. Will, there, you'll take no damage. Yeah. That, um, will, that will get me down to the bottom. Just be like. <sighs> 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 You look around, and you can hear inside the building, again, several kind of, like, animalistic screams. And you see, still outside of this building and other buildings, are several more of these large feline creatures. And you get a little bit better look at them now. And they are very lanky, very, um, they're surprisingly thin. And as you, you land softly... You can see in an instant they react and kind of emerging from their bodies are four tentacles. And you can see them start to blur a little bit as they start to approach you. However, another thing happens in that you see every building start to move and wobble and then you see the building you were in hinge open into this terrible maw and let out this big loud scream And that's where we'll end this week's episode. Oh. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks, Nathan. I'm so excited for the self-funeral episode. <laughs>